Welcome back to another episode of Whiskey and Lemon. I'm Lana Mercedes, and this has been a long-awaited and requested episode, so I'm excited to get into this finally. We are discussing the five love languages, curated by Dr. Gary Chapman. And if you'd like to first take the quiz to figure out your love language, you can visit 5lovelanguages.com. So it's the number 5lovelanguages.com. You can also send the link along to your partner to take as well and then come back to us when you're ready. You can also keep listening and see if you can determine the love languages of you and your partner and then take the quiz afterward to see how accurate you are. In this episode, we will be discussing the foundations of each language. The descriptions I've prepared for each love language are quite brief because they're pretty clear once we get into the examples. Before we get into the five different love languages, I want to know a common discussion point, which is how the languages apply. People often debate if these love languages represent how we give love or how we receive it. And the answer is both. But let's first jump into each love language and then we will circle back on that point later. Acts of service. Chapman sums this up as a love language partners feel as actions speak louder than words. This is essentially when your partner takes on tasks that need to be completed, whether these are tasks that are of your own interest or mutually vested. They could be tasks that you typically do. Your partner could feel you could use a break from these tasks because you're overwhelmed or just because they realize they could pitch in a bit more. Some examples of acts of service are chores like doing laundry, making dinner, taking the kids a bath. There's also running errands like taking your car to get washed, paying some bills, or putting gas in your car. And of course, there are other tasks that you may not like doing, so then your partner just decides they want to take them off your plate. The next love language is receiving gifts. Contrary to popular belief, this is not a materialistic love language. Those that have gifts as their love language usually appreciate receiving a gift that ultimately shows that their partner was thinking of them. It could simply be anything that means something to them. Let's explore some of the examples. So you often have migraines and your partner buys you something they feel could help like CBD or an essential oil or tea that is known to help with headaches. You gift your partner a photo of the two of you from a trip that you took. Or maybe you enjoy drinking wine and you have this amazing Pinot Grigio on vacation and you haven't been able to find it. Well, then your partner finds it and buys it for you. Or perhaps you have had a busy work day and haven't had a chance to buy lunch and your partner sends you a sandwich from your favorite local spot. Now, I brought this example up intentionally because there has been some debate on if cooking for your partner is a gift or an act of service. Since acts of service involve essentially taking something off your partner's plate, I would consider doing the grocery shopping, cooking them a meal, or bringing them lunch to work as an act of service. However, I personally consider getting them a specific meal that shows your attentiveness to things that they like a gift. Cooking someone a specific meal that they would love could still be considered a gift, but when it comes to cooking them that meal, when generally they would be cooking for themselves, I would classify that as an act of service. Quality time. This is essentially living in the moment with your partner. Partners who receive this language as love aren't necessarily asking for all of your time. They're just asking for you to be present with the time of yours that they do have. Time is valuable and they want to know that the time spent together is creating real memories and that you two are in tune with one another. 
An example of this means you are listening to them and not half paying attention while also scrolling social media. This means that you are not so distracted that you interrupt your partner in the middle of their story and then forget that they were even speaking. Partners who score high on quality time feel valued when they are giving your undivided attention. Other examples are your ability to have deep conversations with them, take vacations with just the two of you, and a very underrated example is being able to sit in silence and it not be awkward. This time is precious to someone that values quality time. They want to know that you can sit in silence and feel peace without it meaning there is nothing to talk about. So don't be afraid to turn off your phone notifications sometimes. Play a game that can help with those deep conversations and try to incorporate a walk. That's one of my favorite things to do to promote healthy connection. You're getting a light exercise, which can elevate happy hormones, and it will help nurture positive conversation flow. Words of affirmation. This is all about expressing affection verbally. Those that value this love language like hearing words of encouragement, a pick-me-up when needed, and words of appreciation to name a few. Now, those that value this love language won't turn down a physical compliment, but oftentimes they value words deeper than that. Things about who they are and what you want for them. They appreciate hearing your affection in regard to their character and how much you are rooting for them. Sometimes those who score the highest in acts of service have trouble resonating with this love language because it's all about words, and those who value acts of service feel that actions speak louder than words. Something important to note is that we all appreciate all five love languages, but some just mean a little bit more to us than others. Those who want words of affirmation relish clarity from their partner. This is the only love language that isn't necessarily action or behavioral based. It requires your partner to state how they feel with accountability and without any ambiguity. There is nothing left to speculate. Examples of this would be saying things such as, I'm so proud of you. You've got this. I know you can do it. I love you. Congratulations. Other examples include your partner calling you attractive with details, them telling you what they appreciate about you, providing your partner with a sincere compliment unprompted, or your partner remembering to tell you please and thank you, and most importantly, I'm sorry. I will add that oftentimes it is difficult for people to verbally express their emotions. So although it would feel great to receive these affirmations in person, allow time for your partner to get there. Know that sometimes sending these words via text can mean just as much to the sender. Not only does it still show the effort, but it can be sweet to think about in action. You did for your partner and they forget to show their gratitude, and in the middle of a busy day, they send you a thank you text. Something that I also just heard the other day was sharing a song or poem with your partner that you feel embodies your feelings for them. Physical touch. Chapman says that with this love language, to this person, nothing speaks more deeply than appropriate physical touch. Those who value this love language value physical affection. Apart from sex, they feel loved when they are simply close to their partner physically, and oftentimes they feel emotionally closer when that physical component is utilized. Examples of how a partner who values this language can receive love would be holding hands, a hug, a massage cuddling, and even sitting close to one another during a date, like during a movie or activity. So to those that think a couple is odd for sitting next to one another in a booth, it's possible it's just their love language. Circling back to if these love languages represent how we give love or how we receive it. 
Some people give and receive love to the same love languages, meaning partner one values quality time and words of affirmation, and it also comes naturally for them to give their partner those same two actions. But there are also some people where the languages they organically give are different from the ones they value. For example, partner two values acts of service and physical touch, but organically they give their partner words of affirmation and gifts. The first situation is often when a partner can give their partner more of what they want. So if partner one feels they need more quality time, they may be making it a point to be very in the moment with their partner, leaves their phone in another room, and is very attentive during conversations. They may also shower their partner with words of affirmation more when they feel they need that extra bit of encouragement themselves. In the second situation, it simply may be a matter of what a partner knows their strong suit is. Partner two values acts of service and physical touch. They feel loved after a long day when their partner has figured out dinner a couple of nights a week instead of always putting it on them. They also love nothing more than to receive a nice back rub after an exhausting day of heavy lifting at work, or just pure exhaustion. However, remembering acts of service to take off their partner's plate is not necessarily their strong suit, and they feel unnatural to initiate physical touch with any person, or they simply just think that they are not the best at giving massages. So subconsciously, or maybe even consciously, they know they are good at being a hype man, so they provide their partner with heartfelt words of affirmation and know all of their favorite snacks to make sure to bring those home for them when they go to the store, fulfilling that love language of gifts. The most important part here is communication. Learning and making an effort to speak your partner's love language means providing them with the languages they value because that is how they receive love. And in return, you can take the love language quiz to discover your love language and share that with your partner in hopes that they will seek to learn more about yours as well. Many people also wonder if it's vital to have the same love language as your partner, and I would say no. If there are two people that want to make as little change or growth in a relationship as possible, finding someone that has your exact love language might be what you need. But as long as you are both open to adapting to various situations and appreciate challenging yourselves to show up in ways that are not always the easiest, then it's not necessary. It can also be fun to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. If you've always been used to just buying someone a gift or being able to give them a back rub, it would benefit you to learn how to show love in different ways, like taking a task off someone's plate through acts of service or putting the phone down to spend quality time or even verbalizing what you like and admire about your partner simply because you want to remind them. And let's be honest, we all need reminders every once in a while. We live in a tough world and we get down. So sometimes just receiving love in the ways that we do can make a huge impact. And circling back to partners having the same love language, it's also important to remember that love languages can change. This is very similar to how our attachment styles can change. Where someone could be used to getting what they want in one relationship, perhaps whenever they wanted to talk, their partner would be ready to talk. But in a new relationship, their partner needed a day before having that conversation. That person could slowly or suddenly develop an anxious attachment. They are unfamiliar with that type of waiting period and they begin to worry what that space may mean. If you're unfamiliar with attachment styles, you can go back to the Encore episode I released of that conversation with Sarah Baldwin. It's episode 89. So to elaborate when it comes to love languages, let's use partner two, for example. 
So remember, they value acts of service and physical touch. And in their last relationship, they were showered with words of affirmation. It was nice to hear, but really didn't do much for them. Years later, they're in a new relationship where they never receive words of affirmation. And over time, they feel the absence of that and they yearn for it. Words of affirmation become a top love language for them and then perhaps acts of service pales in comparison. Most importantly, no matter what love language we receive love through the most, asking for that particular affection and receiving it is wonderful, especially if we know it isn't an organic behavior of our partners. So they are consciously making this effort. On the other hand, know that the more we put speaking our partner's love language into practice, the easier it should become. Providing these love languages without our partners always having to ask should be the goal. And in turn, showing your appreciation back to your partner with their love language. It should end up being this never-ending cycle of speaking love languages to one another. This creates connection, respect, intimacy, and so much more. Next week, we will be discussing this exact point. This week, I have two quotes for you, and they're both by Dr. Gary Chapman. As a side note, wherever the word spouse is mentioned, I will be replacing that with partner for the sake of this episode. Encouragement requires empathy and seeing the world from your partner's perspective. We must first learn what is important to our partner. Only then can we give encouragement. With verbal encouragement, we are trying to communicate, I know, I care, I am with you. How can I help? We are trying to show that we believe in them and their abilities. We are giving credit and praise. The second quote, For love, we will climb mountains, cross seas, traverse desert sands, and endure untold hardships. Without love, mountains become unclimbable, seas uncrossable, deserts unbearable, and hardships our lot in life. And a bonus quote, Camp out in the living room. Spread your blankets and pillows on the floor. Get your Pepsi and popcorn. Pretend the TV is broken and talk like you used to when you were dating. Talk till the sun comes up or something else happens. If the floor gets too hard, go back upstairs and go to bed. You won't forget this evening. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find me at Haylana Mercedes on Instagram to submit your questions and topic suggestions. Thanks for listening. <laughs>